0: This is the Fearless Agent Podcast, where you learn how to make way more money fast selling real estate with your host, the fearless agent himself. Bob Lefler.
1: And good day to you. This is Bob right here at the Fearless Agent Podcast for real estate sales professionals like you, where we explain why everything you've been taught by the entire real estate industry is wrong, and you will make lots more money in way less time by doing the exact opposite, representing all things opposite. We have on hand my trusty sidekick, Ramon B. That's like, me. How do you yeah, do? You're How kind do you... of opposite. Uh, opposite of uh, all things, common sense. True uh, things that makes anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. Now, okay, you know we we always start with the headlines of the day. We do. But that. then I have something else. Oh. A new. I think we're going to do a new segment. An with, addition. We're okay. Well, try it. It well, may well, not stick.
2: Well, let's try this uh, headline of the day first.
1: See what happens. Are you familiar with the singer Cardi B? Yes. She evidently got hit in the face with something while she was singing. Did you notice that? I did see that, yes. Her case was dropped. Did you hear – abruptly dropped. Did you hear about that? In spite of video evidence that we all saw, you know who the prosecutor is, I think? Who might that be? I think it's Stevie Wonder. Are we making fun of the handicapped? (laughs) The handy-able. handy-able. Are we making fun of the handy – Oh uh, yeah, we we're making fun, we're making fun of a, a new woke thing.
2: She really whacked that person with that microphone. I mean, she, she I, really, I thought
1: oh, oh by the way, did you see that video of the guy that breaking into the 7-Eleven and the 7-Eleven owners were just pounding him mercifully, no. mercilessly, mercilessly <laughs> with no. a big thick stick. Oh no. my god. <laughs> I uh, I can admit I did not feel sorry for him. Internet. I never wanted it to end. I just want to keep hitting him with the stick. YouTube is wonderful, isn't it? I was thinking about starting a new segment called "Pet Peeves of the Day." Oh, Does that wow. sound like something you'd be in on. I would. I'm going to have to be because I'm right here. Any, do you have any pet peeves? Um, things things that drive you nuts. Every, asking for tips everywhere I go. Grocery store. Mm-hmm. Going to the when you pay with a card. You mean? Oh yeah. Would you? I like pay the cash. Tip? You Do you know. have folded money? Remember folded money? You got a little of money. money? Yeah, yeah. like, I like right. to use cash. Big
2: denominations like ones and five. Okay, there's
1: a, another pet peeve. I go to the – I believe it's the Austin Airport, which is a communist hellhole. That whole town is just a, a crap hole. Ha, graffiti everywhere, homeless people everywhere. Mm-hmm. It's out of control. But in the airport, nothing – you can't pay with cash for anything anywhere in the entire airport. Wow.
2: I heard about that uh, also at the uh, – Dodgers Stadium as well. You can't pay cash there. Where's that? Los Angeles. Oh, okay.
1: <laughs> L.A. Say, Dodgers. I'm not a sports guy, so I don't, well, I don't Dodgers, know I would think. It's like I, a no, Yankee. Literally, Dodgers. if you said, who are the Dodgers, what town are they from, I would not know. That's wow. how dumb I am on sports. And I thought I was bad on sports. I'm kind of a politics guy.
2: Yeah, and I, I wonder what side you lean to. I'm, I'm just My <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't. Uh, I wouldn't know from doing you know, 200 well, the plus. The show of these. we
1: do here is a little bit about capitalism, so uh, that might be a tip off. So, what are your pet peeves now? Which Cash? way do you come to the radio station? Uh, I
2: come from.
1: Uh, what streets do you take? Well, it depends on You're in, grand, I'm in You're in a car. I'm in a car. in a car. I'm normally that.
2: in a car, not a motorcycle You're not like thumbing you. Thumbing it.
1: I saw a guy hitchhiking t- in my neighborhood. Really? Yeah. Now, I live in a pretty upscale McCormick Ranch. And there was a guy thumbing a ride. I thought, who is this guy? Why is he here?
2: Listen, if you're going to get uh, you know picked up in a uh, hitchhiking,
1: you I might was as well gonna, do it in I, Scottsdale. I, you're going to get picked up in Mercedes. I actually was going to pick him up yeah. in my classy automobile. Yeah.
2: I, I come down Peoria all oh. the way. And then I just kind of maybe jump off on the 17. Camelback, you know, straight lines. Okay,
1: so if you go this way on Camelback, mm-hmm. I have never come to this radio station when there isn't construction. Oh, yeah. yeah. Constant, nonstop construction mm-hmm. and no evidence of improvement ever of any kind. Nope. That's mm-hmm. my pet peeve. A lot there. of orange cones. A lot of orange reflective mm-hmm. uh, uh, Vests. Garments, yes, yes. yes. It's all. You know, I don't want to hit people, so I'm glad they're wearing orange because I'm texting while I'm driving. I don't have time to pay attention. Darn I'm steering wheel getting in and the way. Speeding, yeah. So I like to speed, text, uh, steer with my knee while eating a microwave burrito while I'm driving. Just don't text on speed. The way God meant it to be. Never text on speed. Never speed while texting. Right. Oh, That's your you public service announcement for today. All right. Now, we had uh, last week – remember we had – it was a whole week ago. <laughs> I do remember it. <laughs> Sergio from Canada was on. Right? That's right. And then we got off track and we were supposed to be talking about pricing. So when I was uh, – a back when I was an actual real estate agent – uh, I think we talked about some of the pricing awarenesses, you know, like an overpriced listing is worse than no listing at all. Uh there are no problems with your listing that the right price won't fix. That's certainly true. Uh and if and if your listing isn't selling, you only have two options. One is you could lower the price, the other of course is you could lower the price. But at least you got options, right? So um but when when uh, I was a miserable failure in real estate for uh, quite a few years, and then I met Floyd Wickman, who just texted me the other day. He just texted me today, actually. But um, while you were driving? Not while I was driving. While I was at home. But uh, I sent him a text, and then it took him three days to respond. That's kind of.
2: Well, it depends on the age. Is like he
1: got something better to do, Floyd, than text me? I, I, would, I, think would, I would imagine would there's a list of things thought of that something are probably better to do. Yeah, like his wife has got him doing stuff. So, uh, uh, you know, he taught me all these amazing sales uh, techniques and stuff. But really. You know well, they were like these little mini mini presentations that were fantastic well, a little mini presentation for every problem you would ever have and then when i uh learned how to do that, you know then I created my own, and you know that's where the fearless agent pricing presentation came from, and the fearless agent listing presentation and the buyer presentation and the investor presentation but um so. You know the the goal of all these, whether they're Fearless Agent presentations or Floyd's presentations or any great sales presentation, is about set them up, set them up, set them up, set them up, and then ask one magic question that has no wrong answer, and you already know the answer. So Floyd had this pricing presentation, and I and if you're uh, listening at home, and where else would you be listening? Oh, in a car, maybe I guess, but jogging. You can't take notes if you're in your car. No. So if you're in a p- position to take notes with a paper, you know, actual paper that we use. Very retro. Really retro stuff. Then you would draw this on a legal pad in front of your client, you know. So you go in and and um, the goal, of course, is to get the client who – it's not uncommon that they think their house is worth more than it's actually worth. So that's uh, not, not – not unusual. So you, you've you done your current market analysis. We're not going to do the joke. I'm just going to do a favor. I'm going to do it. i are going to do it. CMA. I'll say
2: it. Country Music Award. <laughs> Stands for CMA.
1: Mm-hmm. We'll do it backwards. See, that's fun. So um, you've done the CMA. And let's say you came up with uh, 350,000. So everybody just write down 350,000 fair market value, FMV, as I like to call it. So, uh, And then, of course, when you were uh, on the phone booking the appointment, if you were a um, fearless agent, you would have asked the million-dollar question. By the way, if you'd like to learn how to ask the million-dollar question, you could go to fearlessagent.com, go to the training videos page, scroll down to appointment setting and you would see a a video there called the million dollar question so you're asking them questions you know when you're on the phone booking the appointment you say uh, okay well now that we booked the appointment I got to do a little homework about your house how many bedrooms has your house got and how many this how many that and then you get down to uh, halfway through the questions you're going to ask them so you can do your CMA uh, and you say if you're gonna win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay? And they go, well, we think our house is worth somewhere in the neighborhood. Oh, no, 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 no. I didn't ask you how much you think your house is worth. I asked you if you were going to win a million dollars by guessing correctly, what price realistically do you think a buyer would pay for your house? And when they answer that, that's a much lower number. So they say, 375 maybe, okay? So so Floyd and, and of course we'll, we want to list it at fair market value uh, uh, or thereabouts. So, and we're guessing, so we're guessing fair market value is you know 350-ish. So Floyd had this little technique, a little sales presentation called the wholesale retail pyramid. So draw a um, uh, triangle pyramid, let's say, and in the triangle, at the base of the triangle, draw one, two, three lines horizontally across – dividing up the triangle. And at the bottom, put the number 100 in the base of the pyramid and then 90 above that and then 80 above that. And then seventy. We're not doing math, so we don't need the math music.
2: That could be doodling at this point. I don't know, making graphs. Right. Well, what when they, they remodel
1: it? the uh, the they're remodeling the uh, the board or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, is the is the sound effects going away? Or we? I don't know. I don't think the show's any good without it.
2: All the fun stuff will still be here, but uh, you yep. and I will also be here. So you know, take that with a grain of salt. So
1: now at the at the top of the pyramid, write Y L P the letters, YLP, and then as if that pyramid is the nose on a jack-o'-lantern, draw the giant eyes, two big giant ellipses, left and right, and then in the leftmost eyeball, write wholesale, and then in the right one, write retail. And then at the, at the base of the pyramid, right to the left side of the base of the pyramid, right price and on the right, right time. So you'd go into your – this is the pricing presentation that Floyd taught me, which, which is genius, OK? Now we do the fearless agent pricing presentation, but the, some of the elements of it came, came from this. So Floyd taught me how to sell – like nobody else could have in the whole real estate industry, I don't know what all those other coaches and so called sales trainers were teaching, but i I know it had nothing to do with sales so uh, you know you get done with your fearless agent uh uh listing presentation, and you say so um you know, I in a nutshell, that's my philosophy of helping you get absolute top dollar for your house. Would you say that's definitely what you're looking for? And they say yes. Say okay. So if we can agree on a price, is it fair to say that we're going to get the ball rolling tonight? And they say, oh yeah, Bob, we love you. You're the guy. If we can agree on price, we're doing business with you tonight. Okay, let's let's talk price. Okay, now. A couple of weeks ago, we talked about the dilemma dialog. So, if they're way, way off on the price, you would you would do that to set that up. But then they'd say, "Well, uh, real sellers." Now we have our expired list sitting out. That that graphic of what failure looks like. Say, okay, well, I'm going to show you how how successful sellers choose their price. And by the way, Mr. and Mrs. Seller, I'm not talking about these people on this expired list. I'm talking about the people who are able to go through with their plans. So I know you know this, but there's three prices on every house, Mr. and Mrs. Seller. First of all, there's wholesale, okay? And that's the price that an all-cash investor would pay to get your house uh, and turn it around and sell it for a profit quickly, okay? Then there's retail. Retail is also known as fair market value, okay? And and I know you know this, but fair market value is always based on, you know, a, a couple of things. One is what other comparable homes have sold for recently in the same area, Okay? And the good news is we've got comparable homes to look at so we're not going to have to guess. And then the third price is your list price, okay? And your list price, that's the decision that you have to make tonight, okay? So let's take them one step at a time, all right? So the beginning of that that the beginning of that setup is that you're you're defining the terms wholesale, retail, and your list price. Okay, then we go and we do them in a different order. Now let's talk about retail. So again, retail is determined by what other comparable homes have sold for in the same neighborhood recently, and then and then that's when you would go through your Market analysis, you know, you'd say, "Here is the ones that sold, and here is the ones that are active, and all, all that kind of stuff." And and then, uh, you know, Mister Seller goes, "Oh no, I, I, you know, that's, you know, Floyd used to say, that's the, the our house is different. You know, we put up a dog run, we got curtains in the bathroom, and all that kind of stuff." And then, and then Floyd would say, "Oh, oh no, wait a minute, we haven't talked about your house yet, you know." But we're, I am just defining what retail is, and near as I can figure, retail based on our calculations is i don't know somewhere in the neighborhood of oh probably 350. So you write the 350 that's fair market value in the retail eyeball up on the right. So then on the uh, and then, then there's wholesale. Now, wholesale that's again the price that an all-cash investor would pay in order to turn around and sell the house quickly for a profit. Now, they're going to take fair market value they're going to subtract the cost of acquisition and reselling it and a fair profit. So I don't know, uh, wholesale might be somewhere in the neighborhood of oh I don't know, uh, maybe you know three hundred. Okay. By the way, if I was able to get you three hundred right away, would you take it? And they'd say, oh, oh no, I would never take that. I'd say, okay, I, I knew that. Then. There's your list So what this does, the psychology of, the, of this, is you're, you're never talking you know, when I was new in real estate, they would teach me to show the actives in a CMA, the actives, the solds, and the expireds. So what you had is, you know, the, the numbers now when I got into real estate, it was like a market similar to this. The prices were going down. And they'd been – the difference between this market and that is they hadn't been going down for a year. They'd been going down for 10 years. So the actives were usually much lower than the sold comps. And then the expireds, of course, were higher than the, the sold comps. So you're, you're showing these higher numbers. This is doing the opposite. You're, you're, you're showing fair market value, which is your guess, the wholesale price, which is 300, which is quite a bit lower, and you're and you're not talking about any higher numbers, so every once in a while you know you say if 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 I could get you three hundred today, would you take three hundred and sometimes they say, "Well, I wouldn't take three hundred, but I'd take three twenty five and then you know what do you do you do you just write in the purchase contract, seller agrees and understands that the purchaser is a licensed real estate agent in the state of you know well, that's not good, so anyway, they say no, no way I would take that and say, of course, I knew you wouldn't." And then, of course, there's your list price, okay? And your list price is based on one thing and one thing only, and that is how long you actually want it to take for you to get your money, okay? Now, I want to show you how successful sellers choose their price. And and again, I'm not talking about the people here on this expired list. I'm talking about the people who are able to go through with their plans, okay? So they understand how price and time works together. If you give me 100% of the time, you go to the bottom of the pyramid where you wrote the 100. If you give me 100% of the time it takes to get you fair market value, then I can get you fair market value, which again, we were talking about 350. We're not talking about any numbers higher than that. If you say you need, you know, so the average days in the market today, let's say is 120 days. You said you needed your money a little quicker than that. So maybe if it's 90% of, if you give me 90% of the time that it takes to get you your money, then we might need a little bit lower price and so on. So I'll leave it, entirely up to you how long now see when i say i'll leave it entirely up to you they're expecting they're expecting me to say how much do you think we should list your house for so i'll leave it entirely up to you how long do you actually want it to take for you to get your money so that is pure genius Okay. I, again, I I don't know how Floyd thought this stuff up, but that element is in the fearless agent pricing presentation. The close is so I'll leave it entirely up to you. How long do you actually want it to take for you to get your money? So, you know they they they're not picking the price. You're picking the price. You're the real estate. Professional, they're picking how long they want it to take. Now, if I was to price the um, house, you know, they, let's say they the average days in the market is 120, and they said they needed their money in 90 days. Uh, if I were to price it 10 percent below market, then very likely. Uh, You know, that'd be like 325 or something like that. Very likely I would get uh, many offers in one or two days and they'd get bid up higher higher than fair market value anyway. So there is no risk to the seller in underpricing their house unless they're too eager to take the first offer that comes along. There is a great deal of risk in overpricing their house, that can hurt the seller for sure. But there's never a risk to the seller in underpricing their house uh, if, again, unless you're too eager to take the first offer that comes along, and that shouldn't be the case if you happen to be accidentally or purposely underpriced, unless you're doing the things that stupid, lazy realtors do, which is, uh, having some artificial date when we're going to be reviewing the offers, that is completely incompetent and lazy. Uh, having um, – uh, what's the other thing? Oh, highest and best, that's incompetent and lazy. Only lazy agents would ever do that. Actually, a lot of agents do that but it was invented by the world's laziest agent. So again, the setup, you set them up, you set them up and and the essence of it is you know, you define – Wholesale is step one. Step two, you define retail. Step three, you define your list price. Then you explain retail. You do the show them the CMA if you would ever do that. Fearless agents never show a CMA, but you know you could do that and they, or go through the comps or anything like that. Again, fearless agent coaching students have never shown comps to a seller ever or a CMA. Then you explain wholesale. Ask them if they would consider that. Then you explain how successful sellers choose their price and then you show them how the relationship between pricing and timing. So, so that is a you know pretty amazing uh, sales presentation for pricing. By the way, if any of the stuff we talk, it's time for a shameless plug.
0: Time for Bob Loeffler's
1: Shameless Plug. You know, I, left, I left the coffee way over there. I need to go Oh, that's good coffee. Okay, so by the way, if any of the stuff we talk about here on the big podcast show make any sense to you whatsoever, and you happen to be earning less selling real estate than you wish you were, and you are open to the idea of having some help with that, go to fearlessagent.com and the banner uh, at the top over on the right side there, you click on the free webinar, watch that, and then give me a call. Uh, anytime at 480-385-8810. That's my cell phone. And we'll just see if you and what you're trying to do in your real estate career and what we do at Fearless Agent Coaching, if that would even be a good fit for you. If it is, you will get rich. And if it's not, we'll admit it. And uh, we're happy to help you out in other ways, too. So give me a call at 480-385-8810. If you're a real estate company owner and you happen to be recruiting fewer producing agents than you wish you were and you're open to the idea of having some help with that, uh, what I do is uh, have a schedule of time to talk on the phone about recruiting with you. I'd have you talk to uh, one of my clients that's had a uh, recruiting uh, program recently. Uh, And then uh, do an actual coaching call with you on recruiting that even if what we do isn't a good fit for you, uh, you will learn a secret formula in that call about how to recruit producing agents that always works, guaranteed, no exceptions ever. So uh, give me a call again at 480-385-8810 about that also. Um, and then don't forget to you know subscribe to our podcast here and subscribe to fearlessagent.tv so you can see our videos so uh, so pricing uh is you know the topic we're going to be talking about this week and and next week um but one of the aware there's some awarenesses that I think that think people should have so uh one of one of the awarenesses: the rewards of overpricing are few. Certainly, there's no reward in overpricing for the seller, uh, especially in a declining market, because it takes longer for the house to sell when it's overpriced. And then, while you're waiting around, uh, it the, the the actual fair market value goes down. So, I would predict, and I could be wrong, but I. Uh, rarely am about stuff like this. I would predict that, you know, that the news is telling us these days that the real estate market is flat. And what that means is it's going down. So when the news tells you that the real estate market is starting to go down or it's flat, that means it's been going down for a while and they just got around to noticing. But that is happening. So all over. Uh, America, the prices are going down, and there are some markets where it goes down last. For example, I live in Scottsdale, Arizona, land of the blazing sun. It's hot chicks in bikinis eight months out of the year, right? You notice that I'm not allowed in Scottsdale anymore. You're not allowed. Your no. wife will not allow you to come to Scottsdale for that reason,
2: or the authorities. Either the, way.
1: Oh, I see. Okay, it's got a. There's a trespass order. Okay. But or now, when the when the marketer's bad, yeah, it goes down in Detroit or Camden, New Jersey, or some place like that first. The last place to go down might be, you know, uh, towns like this or um, some other very nice towns. But you know, the outskirts of town that goes down first. But it, it's it's going to go down everywhere in America. There's no doubt about that. And there are no short-term trends in real estate. The good news is. That makes it easy for real estate agents. There will be more houses on the market. It'll be easier to get listings. The rewards of overpricing are few, especially in a downward trending market. So you don't want to you don't want to overprice your listing. So why do agents overprice their listings? Well, it's because they think they're telling the seller what they want them to hear. The truth is, if you can If you can prove right up front how competent you are, how professional you are, how much better you are at this real estate business than your competitors are, that is going to get them to do business with you and you leave the bad news till the end. So once they're completely sold on using you because you have the world's best listing presentation, then you would give the bad news. Which is the price, and then you give more good news, which is the pricing presentation, which lets them know that you're going to be able to sell their house for more than it's worth anyway, so they don't have to worry. So, again, one awareness is the rewards of overpricing are few. There's no doubt about that. So, pricing is kind of a counterintuitive choice, not only for the real estate agent but for the um, the seller. So the, the people who are in no hurry end up selling their house for a discount versus the people who need to sell fast end up selling for more than it's worth. Now, that's the truth, but the seller says things like, oh, we're in no hurry, which really means we don't want to sell our house for a discount. They think if they're in a hurry— that that's going to cause it to sell at a discount. Well, the truth is, if you were underpriced, you'd get a whole bunch of offers, you'd bid the if you knew what you were doing correctly like most agents don't, but they you'd bid them up and sell it for more than it's actually worth. So when you have 20 offers on day 1, is the house going to sell for less than it's worth? No. But if you're on the ha- on the market for 20 months with no offers, you can you can rest assured you're going to sell your house for a discount. So that's the that's the problem. So whenever again, when people say, "Well, you know, we're not in any hurry," uh, then uh, I I like to use what I call the BS detector. We're not allowed to say what that stands for on the air, are we? We're not going to. But I just I we won't. <laughs> not, no, but the BS detector. When somebody says we're not in any hurry, uh, I'd say really. If I were to offer you double what your house is worth tomorrow, would you take the money tomorrow? And they'd say, well, sure. Say, oh, well, that's proof you are in a hurry, isn't it? So, all right. Well, I want to just thank everybody for uh, joining us today. We're going to talk more about pricing in the future here. Uh, Please do visit us at fearlessagent.com. You can call me directly at 480-385-8810. Please do give us a five-star review of this podcast on whatever platform you're on. And until next week, do what we always do. Always have fun, be humble, most of all, be fearless. Thanks, gang.